Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the City of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. Good morning, Refuge. Camp was just one of the most amazing times. Um, we had students encounter God in ways that, like, you cannot imagine. We saw miracles happen. We saw students coming out of their comfort zones, praying for one another, and just having just encounters with God, and it was the most amazing thing. We did have one injury, and... She came back, though. She came back. She came back and uh, was excited, had encounters with Jesus. Uh, but we're so thankful for our students who went. Um, if you did not go, I encourage you, go to summer camp. We're going back. I was not the, like, I heard about summer camp. Kai told me story after story, and I was kind of like, that sounds like a little too good. Like, but I went, and I was, I was proven wrong. Like, summer camp was amazing. We had a great time. It was so exciting. Um, so we just hope that if you're a student and you didn't get to go, come with us next year. We're going back, and we can't wait. But this morning, I get to share the word with you guys. We're going to be jumping into our Wednesday night series that we call Youth in the Bible. And it really is just what it sounds like. We're talking about the stories of youth in Scripture. And so the first week, we talked about King David. Uh, before he fought Goliath, and that story of how he really gave what he had in order to help Israel out of the situation they were in and trust God. Kai spoke last week about Joash, who was a king at a very young age, and everything he had to go through to get to that point, and his faith actually being supported by someone else, and what happened when that support was gone. Uh, Next week, this Wednesday, we're inviting Pastor Augie from Fado Church. He is a good friend of me and Kai's. He came to RFK camp. He was part of the 3A uh, group, and he's just an awesome guy. We're so excited that he gets to come and speak into our students. Um, but today, we're, we, we've really talked about these bigger figures in the Bible so far, and what I wanted to do was kind of switch gears and talk about a figure in the Bible that I don't think gets enough attention. And so I'm going to be reading from John chapter 6. I'm going to be starting at verse 1 if you want to follow along. Um, But yeah, so it goes like, it's uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000. So sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee. That is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already knew what he had in mind and he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a little. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will this go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. 
there was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all, when they had, all had enough to eat, he said to, this, or to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After, their, after the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. And so we read the story. It's a really familiar story. And every time I've heard this story in church or I've read it, my sole focus every time is on Jesus and the miracle. Every time. And not once had I taken a moment to consider the boy. The boy who had come forward and given his meal to Andrew to give to Jesus. And it's this really interesting idea because he only appears in one verse in the entire Bible. Every other time this story is even told, the boy is not even mentioned. It's only in John that we get a mention of where this food comes from, which to me is like amazing and just baffling because if this boy hadn't come forward and given this meal, what, what miracle would happen? Would, would anyone else come forward? Would there have been food that Jesus could have given? And so when we look at this boy, really this boy stepping forward and giving what he had is the whole reason we see this miracle happen. And that's what I really want to step into and really talk about this morning is this idea of stepping forward and this idea of giving what we have. And even, how do I even know that stepping forward is a part of this? Because I'm reading this and I'm thinking, okay, 5,000 people. It's really hard for me to imagine that Andrew just kind of like in the crowd picked up the small boy, like he's a cat or something, dragged him over to Jesus and said, oh, he has food. In a crowd of 5,000, I'm imagining this boy is not even near the front. He's probably in, in the middle, kind of squished between some people. And I just imagine that God did something. Because Jesus knows this is going to happen. He knows what's planned. So this boy is prompted to come forward to really fight through the crowd. Like the image I get is that uh, at summer camp, Everyone always went to the, like, to the front, always went to the altar for worship. And every time I saw this one boy, it's like probably going to sixth grade, he was pretty short, you know, he had blonde hair, so he's kind of easy to pick out in a crowd, but you would see him like pushing around people and like trying to get around, trying to get to the front. And just, he always made, he was on a mission to get to the front. And that's what I imagine with this boy, he's probably pushing past people, trying to get past because everyone wants to listen to Jesus. And he just knows that he has a meal that was probably packed for him, and he just knows, I need to go to the front. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And it's this idea of stepping forward. If I'm at a youth convention, I'm at church, I'm at anything with a public speaker, and I have a meal with me, and I feel the Holy Spirit say, hey, I want you to give that, that speaker your tuna sandwich. Like, no, what? Like, they're speaking. Everyone's listening. Do you know how weird that'll look if I just go up on stage? Like, if Micah came on stage handing me some grapes, and I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Like, that just doesn't happen. But this boy feels this prompted to kind of go forward, and 
the impact he has because of that cannot be overstated. The fact that he stepped forward is the whole reason that Jesus had anything to multiply. Because Jesus wasn't using what he had. Jesus was using what someone was willing to give up. And it just, it reminds me of this story. Um, I was at Vanguard University. It was my senior year. And I remember I was just, it was just a day where I was driving. And I remember I started praying and something kind of stirred in me. There was, there was just this anger where I just started praying just real casual. I was like, hey, God, what's up? Uh, that's how most of my prayers start. But I just started praying, and then something came out, and all these emotions I had bottled up of just, God, I, I have not seen you in my life. Where are you? God, I just feel so confused. What are you doing? And all these emotions came up, and there was this, this chapel that was happening that night, and it was talking about the Holy Spirit. And I said, God, I just, I need you to show that you're here for me. I just, I need something tonight. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I just, I feel so empty right now. And so me and Sal went to this chapel, Sal who did the game and he did an awesome job. Um, but we went because, I mean, usually, usually I was a little behind on chapel credits. I, I, I would usually make it in the last week or so. But we went to this thing and I remember sitting in the back and I just kind of waited. And then they asked for, like, if you need prayer, come up. And I just, I fought it. I was like, no, God, I need you to show up. I don't want to go forward and, like, really try to force this thing. I need you to show up. And so Sal went to the front, got prayer. He came back. Then he went to the bathroom. And he came back, and he sat next to me, and he said, John, this whole night I've, I, I've been feeling like I need to pray for you. And I, I just, I didn't want it to be awkward. I didn't, I didn't know. I was kind of fighting it. But I was in the bathroom, and I really just saw you sitting here, <laughs> which I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> but then he just said, can I pray for you? And he prayed for me, and every little thing he said was accurate to what I had said in the car earlier with God. I didn't tell anyone I was struggling. I didn't tell anyone about that moment. But because Sal stepped forward, I had an encounter with God that I'll never forget. And so when this boy steps forward, he doesn't know the impact that he's going to have on the lives of so many people and even on the story of the Bible. He has no clue. He just knows that God called him to step forward and he was supposed to obey. And so when we have these moments where I struggle to step forward sometimes, I, I feel the notion to pray for someone, and I kind of like, oh, I don't know them. Will this be awkward? What will they feel? Or even I've struggled a lot with just raising my hands in worship at times because I said, what, what, like, are people watching? Is that weird? But every time I let go of this, I just step forward in obedience. God does something amazing, whether it's a big life-changing moment like with Sal or if it's just a small moment of blessing and love and healing. And it's this idea of just stepping forward that in obedience, when we obey God and we just say yes and we let go, we allow God to do something amazing. Because he's not going to force us. He's not going to fight us. But really, we got to just say, okay, what, what do you want to do? I'm here. I'm going to obey. The second idea that I really want to get into is this boy just gave what he had. And it brings me back to our first week of this series when we talked about David. David, before he fought Goliath, went to where the army was, and he was talking with Saul, who was 
king of Israel. And Saul tried to give him his armor and his sword. And David said, no, I can't use these things because they're unfamiliar to me. The threat that was before them was a battle to the death. I would probably want a sword and some armor. Like, even if I'm like, I don't know how to use it as well as someone else, like, that's good stuff if you're going to go fight to the death. But David instead used what he already had, which was the skills of a shepherd to go fight a battle to the death. And so it's this idea of using what we have even if the need doesn't meet what we have. Because when we put what we have in the hands of Jesus, it can fix any situation. David used the skill set of a shepherd to defeat a warrior. Uh, There's this really awesome story that I want to share about this. And it goes back to RFK camp this summer. I had the honor and the pleasure to be a counselor, which was a lot, a lot, a lot of late nights uh, moving around, more exercise than I've done all year. Um, But it was awesome. And I had this uh, boy, and he was kind of kind of half in, half out, I would say. He would get really, really excited about sports and competition, and everything else he was like, I don't know, I don't know, Uh, I guess it's okay, I don't know if I want to do that. And I was really challenged, because I'm like, God, I just really want to see him let go. I want to see him just experience what it's like to be a kid. And so the whole week, I was kind of struggling, and it was the last night we were there, we had a talent show. And Kyle came up, and he did magic. And I didn't know Kyle could do magic. I just see him up here rocking, you know, on the guitar. Um, I think that was a bass, but the guitar. (laughs) But I had no idea that he knew how to do magic. And it, it, it blew my mind. But I remember there was a distinct moment where I looked across the crowds of all the kids. They were all sitting except one, which was the boy I was being the counselor to. He was standing, jaw open, shocked of the magic that he was seeing. And this boy only liked sports and competition. Not once in my mind did I think magic would be the thing that helps him let go. But because Kyle came up, used what he already had, that boy had a moment that changed the rest of his week. And so when we have these needs in our lives, when we have these obstacles that come come against us, the question for me a lot of the times is, well, I can't do that. Like, I, I don't have this skill set. I can't help with that. I don't know how to do this. But the challenge really with this scripture is what do I already have? And do I trust Jesus enough to use what I already have to meet the need before me? Because when we already have something, we can only do so much with it. But when we give it to Jesus, Jesus can do an infinite amount of things with it, no matter what it is. Magic is not sports and competition, but it helped the boy to let go of everything that he was holding up, all the walls. A meal of five loaves of bread and two fish cannot feed 5,000 until it was in the hands of Jesus. Only then could it meet the need that was before them. I mean, this boy... If for two seconds he did multiplication, he would look at what he had, hear Andrew say, well, how is this going to feed everyone? 
I don't even think the boy knew that's what was going to happen. He came up, and if I heard that, I'm like, hold up. You're going to try to feed every one of these people with my meal. Like, this ain't, like, no one's going to be filled. Like, if I keep this, it'll fill me, and I'll feel good. But if I give this to everyone, no one's going to be satisfied. It was the least logical explanation, the least likely solution, but because Jesus was a part of it, it made sense. So the real challenge for us is, what do we already have? What has God gifted us with? What are we good with? And a lot of the times, it might not make sense. It might not be simple. But really, the challenge is, do we trust Jesus? Are we going to obey God and step forward? And are we going to give what we already have? I'm going to invite the band back up um, as I begin to close. But the last point I really just want to make is that this boy had no idea of the outcome. He just obeyed, and he gave what he had. He had no idea that the miracle that was going to happen was going to change the perspectives of millions of people across time. That the miracle would have such an impact that it would be placed in the most important book of all time, and he would become part of this eternal story of glorifying God. Everything he did gave glory to Jesus. And so when we're obeying, when we're giving what we have, a lot of times we just want to see a cool outcome. I know I'm like that a lot. I was like, God, I want to see an outcome like this. I want to see this happen. But really, do I just take a second and say, God, I just want to glorify you. I want to give you the glory. It's okay. I, I don't need to even know what this looks like. The boy had no idea. He never knew that he would be placed in the most important book ever. Even just one verse. And yet, the outcome of his obedience was eternal glory to Jesus. So as we take a moment and we, we worship, just want to take a moment to ponder, what do we have? What can we give? Where can we be obedient? Are we going to glorify God? Or are we, are we searching for an outcome? Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at RefugeChurchOC. We hope to see you again soon.